Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, everybody. Ethan here, the Blue Note Podcast, episode 27. Solo episode for me today. Mike will not be joining me for today's episode, but he will be returning on the next one, number 28, the big NHL season preview. We'll have a guest on for that episode uh, next week, so stay tuned for that. But episode 27, the Alex Petrangelo episode, of course. Mike usually picks a player uh, based on the number of the episode. Last week, Paul Stastny. This week, Alex Petrangelo. Just a really easy pick for Petrangelo. Obviously, the captain of the 2019 Stanley Cup winning team. Uh, just an obvious pick. Uh, for Petrangelo there, so no doubt. Shout out to him, obviously, in Vegas. Now the whole way it ended, blah, blah, blah. I think the Blues are fine without him, uh, even though they're lacking in the defensive unit, you could say, and I think we've made that very clear on this podcast is that's how we feel, but um, it's a big contract. This is a huge commitment, and uh, things would be a lot different if you were still here, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Anyway, moving right along, make sure, before we get into it, to – Hit that subscribe button. You don't want to miss a single show. Give us a review if you love what we're doing. Get involved with the conversation over on Twitter at TBN Pod. And be sure to follow us on our personal accounts. Mine is at Ethan Carter SW. Mike's is at M underscore Meyer 3. Chat with us throughout the week. Check out thehockeywriters.com. And with that, I will begin by going around the Central Division. A couple of news items this week, reminder, uh, like I said earlier, we will be doing a full season preview in the entire NHL with a guest in episode 28. And then episode 29 will be a Blues season preview just for the Blues alone. But anyway, let's go around the Central, shall we? Uh, the Dallas Stars where we begin. They extended forward Jason Robertson, four-year deal with a $7.75 million cap hit. He had 41 goals, 79 points in 74 games last season. Just an obvious move that had to be made. Things got a little, you know... In terms of public reporting, things got a little bit, uh, I don't know, close is what is is maybe the word you want to use for that uh, in terms of the deadline being when, when it was and trying to get that done. Obviously, it's a bridge deal for him. Uh, if he stays in the trajectory he's on, he's still a young player. He, he's, he had a huge season last year. Looks like a superstar in the making. He's going to make a ton of money four years from now. So smart move for him. If, if you think about it, because he's got a chance, especially with the salary cap, gonna will be up probably significantly four years from now. Uh, just a really smart move by him, in my opinion. Um, so Dallas gets it done. I, I've been very honest about Dallas. Obviously, we'll get more into this in the next episode, but I don't know what they're going to be. And, and Robertson is probably their best player right now in terms of, you know, a driving force in the offensive, you know, zone. I mean, Joe Pavelski has been very good for them as well. They're going to see what they can get from Sagan and Ben. Who knows where they're at at this point, especially staying healthy is a problem. Obviously, Jake Ottinger looked really good in the postseason last year. Uh, their defensive unit's solid. They lose Klingberg. They still have Haskin in there, who's a stud, in my opinion. They still have Suter there, who's the the vet. So we'll see. But either way, they get the, the Robertson deal done, had to be done. And there you go. Uh, the other one here is the Nashville Predators. They are about to officially open the 2022-23 season with a two-game set in Prague with the San Jose Sharks. That's October 7th and 8th. So this episode recorded on the 6th, uploaded on the 7th. So today the NHL season officially begins. Two-game set between, you know, 
the Sharks, who look like they're going to be bad, and the Preds, who I think will be pretty good. So should be an interesting way to open up the season. But, of course, things really, really, really get going on October 11th, which is why we're doing a preview before that. So uh, we'll see. I'm excited to watch hockey that counts. I think that's my biggest takeaway with this. I don't really care who's playing. It could be the Blackhawks and the Coyotes, and I would probably still have it on the TV. So uh, we'll see. We will see, no doubt. All right. The main objective of this episode is just – Catch everybody up because because we wrapped up the summer series. Uh, we're looking to talk more about the Blues now. Some news and notes, what's going on in Blues world. Uh, before I do that, I want to give everybody a shout out that helped me write the St. Louis Blues 2022-23 season preview and predictions piece on hockeywriters.com. I will leave a link to that in the, uh, in the description. Let me remind myself to do that. So uh, myself and Mike, of course, my co-host for this podcast, then we had Stephen Ground and Marcus Ashbaugh, both of the HockeyWriters.com, help us out with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, we did a roundtable article. I did the same thing last year. It was just me and Stephen last year, but this year uh, we, we got a bigger team now at the HockeyWriters.com, so it's very exciting. Just published this piece October uh, 5th, so very excited to get this going. Uh, I'll just go over our picks real quick and uh, the predictions that we made. So the first question that I posed was who will score the most points? Myself and Steven went with Jordan Cairo. Um, I'll read what Steven wrote about that. He wrote, and I quote, I think Cairo will be the team's leading scorer. The Blues lost Prawn in the offseason. They need to replace his scoring on the wing. Jake Neighbors isn't going to do that. And Vladimir Tarasenko is likely to take a step back, even if that's to the 65-70 point region. But Kairou will continue to progress. I expect him to chase 100 points. I agree with that. I think Kairou's due for a big season, just like last season, except even better. Uh, if he stays healthy, of course, I think the explosive offensive ability is there. And that's why I went with Kairou. Mike went with Vladimir Tarasenko, and Marcus went with Pavel Buchnevich, who looks like he's uh, having a monstrous preseason when he's playing, pretty much scoring every time he's on the ice. So... Uh, all signs are positive for those four, for those three players. Uh, the next one was who will be the Blues' most valuable player. Mine was Pavel Buchnevich. Speak the devil right there. Uh, just so impactful. Like he, he just he's just does so much on the ice and uh, thirty goals last season. A little bit overshadowed by Kairou and Thomas breaking out and Tarasenko having a, a, a huge season. But uh, Stevens going Jordan Bennington. That's going to be a huge boomer bust pick because Bennington now doesn't have Huso behind him. He has Grice now, and that's it's going to a lot a lot of weight on Bennington's shoulders. Uh, Mike's going with Braden Shin, looking to come back healthy, engaging in all areas of the ice with and without the puck. He wrote, uh, and then Marcus is going with Robert Thomas. Um, he could see O'Reilly being the MVP as well, but. That would be based more on being a complete player on both ends and less on overall point totals, he wrote. <clears throat> the most surprising player. Mine is Tory Krug. I think all signs are pointing to Krug being the absolute driving force from the blue line uh, for offensive you know, scoring and, and chances. I think Krug's going to be that guy. I very much, in my bull prediction speech, I said Krug will have a career point total season, which is 60-plus points. So I'm expecting a big year for Krug. Uh, Stevens is Brandon Saad. He will have to make a major step forward with Prawn leaving, but he'll do it well. I expect a career high in points pushing towards 60. So Steven with big hopes for Brandon Saad. Mike is Josh Levo. Uh, just Levo being the MVP of the Calder Cup playoffs last season. 
He expects that him to make the team, which I do as well, and be an under-the-radar under player. I could see that, like a third-line, fourth-line guy that scores 15 goals. That's surprising, no doubt, for, for a guy like that. Uh, Marcus with another good pick as well. Logan Brown, just who looks really engaged, really solid in the preseason. I'm expecting a solid season from Logan Brown. I think him and Levo are shoe-ins when it comes to the roster competition. Um, well, at least he is. I don't know if Levo is, but with the Pitlick thing that I'll talk about in a moment, he could be. Uh, most disappointing player. I'm going with Ivan Barbashev only because Barbashev broke out last season, had a huge offensive season. He's not going to do that again, I don't think. And I think we're going to view that as disappointing. Uh, but I think his production is going to fall off a, a quite a bit. Steven going with Colton Pareko, no surprise there. Mike going with Clem Costin, once again, not a surprise based on the way Costin has looked in the preseason, not so good. Uh, and then Marcus, another non-surprising answer going with Nick Letty. Uh, he says that Letty won't be disappointing in terms of his overall statistics, but more so because he won't be the true piece the Blues are looking for to solidify their blue line. He's sorely needed now with injuries to Marco Scandella and Scott Prunovich, but I don't think he's going to be the stalwart the team needs. I totally agree with that. Uh, and I don't know how, what the expectations are for the fan base of Nick Letty. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that, but uh, it's certainly interesting, no doubt. All right. Final team points tally. Um, I went with 104 points. I think they still have the ability to rally uh, or tack up, tack on a lot of points. I mean, you look at the overall roster, you look at a lot of returning players, you have players that are probably going to be better than last season, but you also have players who are probably going to be worse. I'm going to say Bennington is solid enough. They're going to have a good season. 104. Uh, Steven goes 99. He says they're going to take a big step back. Playoff bubble. Losing Prawn really hurts. Losing Hoos really hurts. They haven't added anything of significance. On top of that, absurdly high shooting uh, percentages across the board last season. I agree with that. Uh, Mike went with 101 and Marcus went with 103. Playoff prediction. I have them uh, losing to the Avalanche in the second round once again. Steven has them uh, as a first round exit team. Mike has them possibly winning a round or two. And then uh, Marcus says that they will have the similar result to 2022, which is second round exit. So my takeaway from that is that the blues are going to be good. Like, I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be Stanley cup good, but I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be a threat. Uh, but there's no doubt that some of the pieces that they lost are going to come back to bite them. I think. Um, so there you go. Uh, all right. State of the Blues, state of the franchise. What's going on with the Blues? Preseason games. As I'm recording this right now, the Blues are getting destroyed by the Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus. It's 5 nothing in the second period. The Blues bus was late or the plane was late or something. They had to start late. I'm just going to chalk it up to that. This is the second to last preseason game. They play Chicago on Saturday, and then it is Monday through Friday off, and then Saturday opener against the Blue Jackets in St. Louis. So the season about to begin. Uh, the next thing is Tyler Pitlick. Uh, Tyler Pitlick, upper body injury. He was trending towards getting a contract after being on a, a professional tryout this preseason. Depends on how serious the injury is. I still think there's a chance that he gets a contract for one year after he's healthy. Um, I wonder what this does with the roster spot competition. We'll talk about that in a moment. But as of right now, I think it feels like a wait-and-see thing for Pitlick. He got hurt in the last preseason game, and they held him out of this one. So 
Uh, we will see. The last blue to sign a one-year contract after a PTO, I believe, was James Neal. But it might have been Mike Hoffman. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Uh, the big one of the last couple of weeks, and a very annoying and unfortunate one, is Scott Prunovich. Oh, Scott Prunovich. Shoulder surgery. He'll be reevaluated in six months. Uh, there were high hopes for him. There's always been high hopes for him. We've talked about it on this podcast many times. We've always viewed him as the potential future on the blue line and kind of the same role as Krug and how effective he's looked when he's played. He played 19 regular season games and a few postseason games and looked good last season, despite the fact the production may not have been as high as some people hoped for or wanted. But, yeah, this is a tough one. So you're pretty much looking at Perunovic not being able to come back until, like, within the last 20 games of the season in March or April. So that is brutal. Uh, and this definitely opens things up for a guy like Krug to just be the absolute driving force from the uh, offensive side of the blue line. I think Falk can, can benefit from this as well. I think Letty can benefit from this as well. But the players that are going to benefit the most because they wouldn't be playing are probably three guys. And I think it's Nico Mikola, who I think starts opening night now. I think Callie Rosen is on the roster now because of this. And I think the Blues are going to give Tyler Tucker a look. He's been trending upward in the system. They've been looking at him as a guy that could be in the NHL or play some games in the NHL this season. Left-handed defenseman as well. Tucker, uh, I, I like it a lot. I think he deserves a shot this season. Of course, I wish Matthew Kessel was left-handed because that is a guy that a lot of you know people within blue circles have a lot of hope for. Uh, a guy like Matthew Kessel. But, yeah, this is a tough one for Brunovich. Really, really unfortunate. Um I don't know what happens next. He comes back. He plays. See if he can stay healthy. It's just, it's brutal, man. It really, really is. Um, it's just one of those things that he kind of felt like it would, it was going to happen again at some point, just because of his history of not being able to stay healthy when he's out there. But man, this is a, a really, really unfortunate one. So, best wishes to Perunovich on a speedy recovery, and hopefully he can get back on the ice this season. That's two left-handed defensemen down for the Blues. They came into the season where it was like, okay, you got to trade somebody. Because you kept Letty and you still have Mikola and Rosen and Scandella and Krug and Letty and Perunovic and Tucker, and now they're dropping like flies. So, yeah, it's it's certainly a tough one. Certainly a tough one. Uh, the roster spot competition. So, as it stands right now, you pretty much have a guy locked in as your fourth-line center, and that is Nolachari. So, down the middle right now, the Blues are looking, in my opinion, this is how I view the lineup as of right now. We'll go over this more in the season preview episode next week. Um, next Friday, I believe, is when we'll upload that. Uh, Friday the 14th. I think you have Thomas down the middle, number one. I think you have O'Reilly down the middle, number two. I think you're probably going to have Shin down the middle, number three. And then I think you have Achari down the middle, number four. So, your centers are set. Whether you want to put Barbashev at center or you want to put Shin at center, it's up to you. I prefer Shin at center, but I could see the Blues going either way with that one. Uh, to Thomas's left, I think you have uh, Pavel Bucinevich. They worked very well together last season. And on the right of Thomas, I think you have Tarasenko. This line of Thomas, Bucinevich, and Tarasenko can really, really make it happen offensively I think they are as elite as it gets when it comes to a, a line that can create the chances that they do when you have an elite passer 
like Thomas, an underrated playmaker like Buchnevich, who scores a lot of goals. And then obviously the sniper, the pure goal scorer, Vladimir Tarasenko. I think it's a perfect line. Uh, I think to the left of uh, O'Reilly, you have Saad. And I think to the right of O'Reilly, you have Kyra. I think that also makes a ton of sense. I think the top six is set in stone with these six. Uh, Saad and O'Reilly complement each other well. They play a similar style. Saad a bit more of a goal scorer. O'Reilly a bit more of a play playmaker. And then Kyra is the explosive playmaker, goal scorer with tons of speed, who if his defensive liabilities come into play, he's got two guys with him in Saad and O'Reilly that have a history of being good defensively, despite the fact the metrics for Saad weren't so good last season defensively. I think he'll be perfectly fine in that role. Uh, third line, I think you have Barbashev. Um, I think you go Barbashev to Shin's right. I know some people are thinking that Barbashev could be on the fourth line, but I think they're going to have Barbashev on the third line. I think Neighbors is uh, to Shin's left. I think Jake Neighbors makes the roster, so that's one roster spot out of the four possible ones filled, make it two with Achari. So there's two spots left. And I think as things stand right now, I think Logan Brown should be on the roster. I'll put him to Achari's right. And I think to Achari's left, I think there's a chance that it's Clem Costin, but I'm going to say it's Josh Levo. Now, I think if you would ask me a week ago, I'd say it's Tyler Pitlick, but with the injury to him and if he's not going to be able to be ready to go, I think Levo gets the spot. It certainly sounds like based on what Craig Bruby's saying, based what the overall feel is around the organization with Clem Costin is that this kid just not cutting it. And he could be waived. He could be on the roster. He could be in the press box. He could be waived. I don't know. It seems like they've wasted his talent a lot, in my opinion. But I also think it's on him as well to show something while he's here, which he just simply hasn't done, despite the fact that you could argue that the opportunities he's been given have not been great. But I think at the end of the day, Costin has kind of, you know, made his own bet. Like, I just don't think it's worked. And I think it's on both sides, but I think you got to blame Costin as well. So people are trying to not blame him. I think you're wrong. So there's your, there's your forward group. Line one, Buchnevich, Thomas, Tarasenko. Line two, Saad, O'Reilly, Kairou. Line three, Neighbors, Shin, Barbashev. Line four, Levo, Achari, Brown. We'll see. I could be wrong, could be right. I'm sure we'll know more about this within the next week. Defensively, I think it's obvious. I think it's Krug and Falk. And then I think it's uh, Letty and Pareko. And then I think it's Mikola and Bortuzzo. I think that's pretty obvious that that's going to be what it is. So not much discussion there. I think the only thing is who's going to be in the press box while Mikola's in there. And it's probably going to be Callie Rosen. So lineup looks pretty set to me. The roster spot competition, I'm just going to say Achari's already in. So the three guys I would say are probably Brown, uh, Brown, Levo, and Neighbors. I think those are your three guys. And, uh, We'll see how it shakes out. I could see anybody else. I mean, if Pitlick is healthy, he could jump in. Uh, and there's a lot of AHL options well to come up during the season. I think a guy that we're going to see make his debut at some point this year and draw into the lineup is Nikita Alexandrov. I think that could happen. Also, don't forget about Nathan Walker, who's been a spark plug. Nathan Walker is the type of player that you probably don't want playing night in, night out. But when he's playing like a few streaks of games, four or five games, he's usually very effective and productive. So, that is where I stand. And also don't forget about Torpchenko coming back likely in December. He'll obviously get a spot based on the way he played last season. He has to get back in there. Uh, no doubt at all. All right. Let's finish this thing off with the Blues announcing the formation 
of the Blues Hall of Fame. There's 10 automatic inductions. Uh, they're throwing in eight. All eight retired numbers are going in. That's Al McKinnis. Uh, so McKinnis, Sutter, Gasoff, Hull, Pronger, Federico, and the Plager brothers are all going to be in the Blues Hall of Fame, as well as Sid Solomon Jr., who is the original team owner, and, of course, uh, legendary broadcaster Dan Kelly, the father of John Kelly, of course, who does Blues play-by-play on TV now. So the complete inaugural class will be introduced on October 15th with fans having the ability to vote players in. So right now, if you go to NHL.com slash Blues slash Team slash Hall dash of dash fame you can vote cast your vote the options right now red berenson scotty bowman pavel dimitra glenn hall barrett jackman curtis joseph mike liute adam oates alex steen gary unger keith kachuk pierre turgeon david backus wayne babich and al arbor are the current options obviously the uh the criteria uh to get in there as a player you the player must have at least three seasons or 200 games played as a blue, including the regular season and playoffs. They have to be officially retired from the NHL and they have to have demonstrated exceptional attributes in the areas of playing ability, sportsmanship, character, and contributions to the blues. They had to have won the Stanley cup or a major NHL award during their tenure with the blues as a non-player demonstrate or have demonstrated exceptional attributes in coaching, managing executive ability, a strong ability, in another significant off-ice role, sportsmanship, character, and contributions to the Blues may be active or inactive at the time of his or her nomination. So, there you go. The selection committee highlight names like Chris Kerber from 101 ESPN, John Kelly, obviously the TV play-by-play, Tom Stillman, the owner, Chris Zimmerman, who's in the organization, Doug Armstrong, the GM, of course, uh, media members Mike Claiborne, Frank Cusumano, Jeff Gordon, Randy Carricker. Jeremy Rutherford, Jim Thomas, Andy Strickland, a lot of people. Blues alumni, Bernie Federico is on the committee, and then a host of other names on the committee. So if you see the Cardinals Hall of Fame, how important that is, obviously, uh, in, a, in a more storied franchise, to be fair. The Cardinals are a much more storied franchise than the Blues. But it's nice to see. Recognize their history a little bit more. Um, get some players back to the ice that haven't been there in a while. I'd love to see Adam Oates get in. Uh, no doubt about it. A lot of other players that deserve it as well. I think uh, – I would just look at looking at the list of people to vote for. I don't see how you don't put Scotty Bowman in there at some point. Obviously, you know, going to the cup, being the first coach, you know. Um, you know, Pavel Dimitra, rest in peace, was a great player in St. Louis. Uh, so obviously there's a lot of good names on the list that could go in. You could make an argument for just about anybody, but it's great to see them recognizing their history. All right, this is a solo episode. It's hard to do a solo episode over this long, I have to be honest. It can be a little bit hard to carry the episode like this. But hey, we got a lot of good things coming. Mike's back in the next episode, number 28. We'll have a special guest I won't reveal. Great guest joining us to preview the entire NHL season. There's tons to discuss on that one. And if you're here for just the blue stuff, then check out episode 29 because that's our full blue season preview. And if you want a sneak peek of some of the things we're going to be talking about, but not all of them because we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, Check out the St. Louis Blues season preview piece that I published on HockeyWriters.com with tons of contributors on that as well. All right, folks, thank you for joining and listening, I should say. Uh, This is the Blue Note Podcast, episode 27, the Believe Network. Make sure to check out number 28, and I will see you next time. The regular season in the NHL is almost upon us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at TBNPod. We'll see you for the next one, number 28.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.